Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 80. This week on the episode, I have a great conversation with the band Theody. Um, I was lucky enough that the whole band was able to join. Um, I've said it before, I definitely enjoy when there's multiple members of a band in the conversation, just because it allows us to get, you know, a bunch of different perspectives and really allows them to kind of show their personality just a little bit more because so often I think people get caught up on the, the lead singer um, and assume that that's everything that the band's about, and that's not always true. Um, in the case of Theody, they are an awesome rock group that you guys definitely need to put on your radars. Uh, they've released some new music. They've got a lot of new music coming out. Um, and yeah, we just had an awesome little conversation. Um, started off with some fun facts about who's not allowed to drive the van anymore and... (laughs) Stuff like that, and then, you know, dove into the music and really what it means to be a DIY band. And this day and age, having to kind of assign jobs to each band member so that the quote-unquote business side of the band can operate. And it was just a lot of fun to, to talk with them, connect with them, and get their insight on all of this and the new projects that they're working on. So let's jump in to this week's conversation with the band Theody. I guess what we'll do to, to kind of kick off, I do ask the same boring ass question every time to, to kick them off. And that's the simple introduction. Um, Go around the room, introduce yourself and kind of what you do in the band and anything that, you know, fun fact that fans don't know about you, maybe. All right. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Are you ready to like get going right now? All right. You are, yeah. Go for it. Go. <laughs> All right. Hi, uh, my name is Lauren. I'm the vocalist for Theity, and I don't know some fun fact about. Let's see. Um, the guys won't let me drive our tour van anymore because I almost killed us once. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah that was that was not a fun uh, fun experience <clears throat> but you didn't die so i, I don't know die. maybe i should be driving more <laughs> um i'm charles i play bass and also am i guess management right now uh fun fact i guess i didn't really play an instrument before we started the band so it was kind of out of necessity, so um, here we are. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> hey. uh, my name is Chad, and I play drums for the band. And a fun fact is I rent a room from them, so I just live here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think the fun fact I want to start with is not playing an instrument before joining a band um let's dive into that a little bit like okay yeah so okay passion for music and you were like i'm gonna figure it out yeah kind of so lauren and i are married 
Um, she did have a band before we got married and like the whole like year or two around us getting married, the all it was an all girl band and they all ended up getting married all around the same time. So that band kind of, yeah, that band kind of stopped playing, but she kept writing music and, uh, there's a local there. Well, it was, there was a festival here. That's pretty decent size. They bring in national acts and then they have local bands play. It's an all day uh show and i kind of urged her to try to like apply to play that show and so so she did as a solo artist and she got a few other musicians to play live with her but at that time it was just her on acoustic guitar bass player keys and drums and uh it kind of kind of took off there like from that show we got a couple other shows booked and when we decided like we all sat down with everybody that played that first show and they we're wanting to look at like being more serious. And we came up with a band name and we started our Facebook page and all that. Um, but she didn't want to be stuck behind the guitar and a mic stand. So bass player took guitar and it went from acoustic to electric guitar. And she taught me all of our stuff on bass. And then it's kind of definitely grown from there. Um, I did grow up like being like loving music going to shows I took piano lessons and stuff too a little bit i took a little bit of piano lessons <laughs> because i was forced to so i had a little bit of basic understanding and knowledge but i didn't pursue it and i regret not pursuing it earlier than now because i feel like i like i feel like i've always been a little bit behind with my yes. skills uh but uh, i don't think it's really translated to stage or to our music so yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the important part, right? You know, obviously the, the passion for music was there. So you're going to learn the right yeah. stuff and having a, a baseline, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize like, I mean, piano is incredibly difficult. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people fully understand like the true like music theory that goes into even learning basic stuff on piano. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> So since Chad stepped away, let's uh, let's dive into why you're not allowed to drive the van anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, let's see, we were driving like a 12 passenger van at that time and a, a small trailer. I think it might maybe five by eight or something, but um, I didn't really have a whole lot of experience pulling a trailer before, before we started traveling. But um, yeah, we needed to stop for gas or bathroom or something. Um, I think we were on our way to Texas and I had to like take an exit and then cross two or three lanes of traffic, like merge into traffic to take another exit right then. That was like, a, I didn't realize it was like a, like one of those cloverleaf ones. So I just, I hit it way too fast and oh my goodness. Like <laughs> we didn't have to pee afterwards. <laughs> Our, uh, well, yeah, one of our guys was in the back sleeping. He woke straight up and was like, oh, dear God, we're going to die. But we didn't. Um, I was able to keep it, you know, I don't know. Angels were pushing the side of the van up, you know, keeping it from rolling. But it was it was very intense. But after that, they're like, OK, maybe maybe you don't drive anymore. And so I haven't really since. <laughs> like an immediate you know band decision like we found the gas station immediately yep. we're done. yes 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 awesome awesome yep. um chad let's dive into your fun fact you run a room from them 
you know, a lot of bands live close to each other or live with each other, but kind of how does that help your dynamic when it comes to songwriting and, and whatnot, being so close to, you know, the songwriter and uh, the lyricist, if you will, um, and, you know, getting a feel for the real emotion that goes into that? Uh, so one of my, one of the things I hate most is taking forever to like get an answer for something. So like, I hate, like, I'm sure everybody's been there when they've sent a text to somebody and it's like three days later, they finally got an answer back. It's like, you know, so it's kind of convenient to just be like right here and go, Hey, what do you think about this? And then you can literally just be done with it, you know? Um, so it's been it's been pretty nice uh and it's really nice that we have our producer here in town too like four miles away from us so it's really easy for us to get together and and talk about it and, and try out some new stuff uh for this new album that's coming out so i would say that's probably the most convenient thing yeah. um so i think that was a good lead in to the the new album uh the new you know releases that you're working on Obviously, you know, 2020 fucking sucked for everybody. You know, you guys had to stop touring. You had to literally put everything on hold. What did that do for you guys in the writing process, though? You know, some bands say it, it was extremely helpful. Other bands are like, no, it sucked because I do better out on the road when I'm getting that experience. Um, maybe, I, I don't know. We honestly didn't do a lot of writing that year. Um, I think we just kind of got a little lazy and also I hate trying to force writing. And so if I'm not feeling inspired, then it's just not going to happen. You know, like what, once I can get the ball rolling, then I, I, you know, I find my groove and I can, I can sit down and actually like try to work something out, but starting from nothing is really hard. So we honestly didn't get very much done. I, I had some lyrics or some words that I was putting to paper, but just, I, I really felt like I was getting nowhere most of the time. Um, and then I think Tempest is was, um, the one that came together the quickest and that kind of kicked everything else off. I started getting back into my groove, um, lyrically. Yeah. So. Well, and I'm not, I'm not super involved with the writing process. Uh, however, I think I might be speaking for Chad, like with the fact that we weren't playing shows. And I mean, that is our our release is is playing shows on stage and, and getting all that energy out and, and our 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 feelings and, and everything, being able to process stuff in the van, driving down the middle in the middle of the night. So I think that's kind of translating through, well, his drumming and his stuff he's brought to this new music. It, it is I, I feel like it's because of that it's it's darker it's angrier um or at least that's how i'm using it is is, is that because i mean it, it did suck like not being able to play shows i mean we had we had so many plans uh for this last year and just all just canceled so um it's been really nice to be able to get this energy out i mean we played our first show in almost a year this last weekend and it was amazing so and I think that's kind of my take on it is, you know, there's so many musicians, their newest material seems like it's, it's a year of, of emotion, right? Like, 
like you said, like everything was kind of bottled up. So now this is the release that I have and I'm going to put everything that I've got into this recording. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so you say like lyrically, obviously you have to be in the right headspace and stuff like that. Um, you know, some of your lyrics, and I don't mean this in a negative way at all. And I, I don't want people to take it that way. But, you know, your lyrics do come from such a personal place. And like Tempest is a relatively dark place. Um, what's that like for you from like almost like a therapy release with writing your music? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I felt like those words just kind of came really naturally um, because I was able to just kind of sit down and be honest with myself instead of trying to ignore my feelings and my thoughts. Um, so yeah, being able to recognize what was going on in my own head and mind, um, I think really did a lot to help me move through some of that stuff, you know, and it's, I mean, I think it's something that I'll continue to go back to because I think that those struggles are probably not going away, but it does help to be able to recenter myself and remind myself of truth. So it is very I talk a lot on this podcast about um, mental health and whatnot. And I think you're right. Like, even if you're not necessarily in a dark place, it, it does help to kind of look back and reflect on those times so that you can see the progression that you've made. Yeah, for sure. Um, With the, um, the new album, working with the producer, obviously, like you guys said, pretty close um, down the road and whatnot, essentially. Um, you know, I, I think that's obviously an advantage, but does it become a hindrance at all to you guys because you feel too comfortable with it? Does that make sense? Yeah, um, I think we have taken our time with recording, which could be a good or maybe not so good thing, depending on how you look at it. Um, I feel like we haven't we haven't felt pressured to get stuff done. So it might've, you know, like taken longer, dragging our feet kind of thing. But at the same time, we can really analyze and be like, is this, are we happy with this? We want to change this. We have new ideas, we can add things. So yeah, a little of both mixed bag there. <laughs> yeah, and, and I found that it's really convenient for me. Uh, and I like that, you know, I play drums. I don't play guitar, I don't play bass. I don't do string stuff. Uh, but it's, it's kind of nice, especially that, uh, he's so close and he's a really, he's really brilliant behind it. Like I can come in and be like, Hey, what do you think about something like this for like a guitar part here or something like that? And I can be, you know, as stupid with the way it sounds out of my mouth, but he can go, okay. And then take it and actually put it into place. And, And it's been a really cool thing at least from my end to kind of have a little bit of creativity and something that i don't normally have so um go ahead well i I was just also like kind of thinking thinking as i'm saying this but like him he our producer is also like a friend of ours like we hang out all the time outside of just the work side of it and i think being more comfortable with him has kind of helped us expand and be more creative 
Because personally, if I'm not comfortable with someone, I'm not going to share like an idea as openly about music or something like that. Because, of course, I mean, not everybody wants to be judged um, by strangers. So I, with, with him, I feel more comfortable because like I, I don't know much about guitar as, as much as I should. And so like going in there and like exactly offering like, hey, wh- how, how would this sound? And he's also comfortable enough to tell us, no, that, that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're cool with it. And we're like, all right, that, that's probably for the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of where my head was at is that maybe you can be a little more vulnerable uh, mm-hmm. because it can be a little more raw when you take it in because yeah. you guys are close to him versus, you know, working with one of the Hollywood producers, quote unquote, you know, then you have to be like, uh, is, is this demo even good enough to show him yet? Like, yeah. where are we at? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we can totally, totally start from bare bones. Like I'll send him voice memos with like some really crappy synth stuff that I laid down and then, you know, he'll start working off of that, which is cool. Like we can just go back and forth with, with really minimal stuff. Yeah. So it's been cool to be able to watch it grow. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the evolution of your sound. Um, obviously, the, the new music, partly because of COVID and the pent-up aggression to some degree, um, you know, influences that. But you guys have kind of played with a, a variety of genres and sounds the yeah. whole time, right? Yeah, it has, has progressed. Um, and I think a lot of it was like, I always wanted to be in like the rock genre or you know like even verging on metal but i didn't know how to get there and i think um also the the people that were involved in our projects at that time maybe didn't have that same idea either so i feel like it's just it's been finding the right people who kind of know what we're trying to go for and we all agree that we want to go heavier has been helpful to actually make that happen so i feel like it's been something that you know, like we've been striving for, just kind of missing the mark, you know, <laughs> until now. And now it's feeling really good. So yeah. I've talked to other artists about that. Like, you know, when you go through lineup changes, it's amazing how it's a puzzle, right? Like as the pieces fall into place, it's like, okay, we know what we want. Here's the vision now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit, you know, Tempest just came out not too long ago. Um, first thing I want to touch on is you guys actually released the instrumental version of that. Yeah. Uh, not many bands are doing the instrumental <laughs> thing anymore. So what kind of led into that decision? It was something that our producer said that um, he thinks would be a good idea. Um, it seems to be a little bit more of a popular thing now to start doing that. So we're like, yeah, why not? You know, it's another track. People can kind of appreciate the music and the melody a little bit. Um, well, and even I noticed, like, listening to just the instrumental, like, there's even stuff in there that, like, I you can't quite hear or don't completely pick up on whenever you're focusing on the vocals that just mm-hmm. completely, not completely, but it, it kind of changes your view of the actual music and how complex it can, it could actually be underneath the vocals. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. You know, I think there's, for lack of a better term, there's some varied layers in there, right? Like, mm-hmm you know, it's probably in the same frequency range as the vocals or whatever. So like you said, it kind of gets muddied, but then when it's all stripped apart, like, oh, you know, they've got 
they've got keys in this part that I didn't hear before mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know plans to do more instrumental tracks as, as the new music releases, or do you think it's going to be kind of like almost the, the Easter egg type deal where it's just every once in a while, you know, we, we drop these. I don't know. Uh, we might, we might do instrumentals for all of the songs we do. Um, we could do it, you know, like separately or I don't know, but um, we've also talked about doing some more acoustic kind of versions, you know, stripped down kind of versions of some of them. So yeah, we'll see. We'll get to play with it. It'll be fun. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, obviously, you know, you said that you've slowed down a little bit through 2020, just, because you weren't in the right headspace and and dealing with everything. But talk a little bit about like, I think it's something fans don't necessarily, I don't want to say this a bad way, but I don't have a good way to say it. They don't appreciate what goes into picking singles when it comes to, you know, leading up to an album. How does that look for you guys? Is it, you know, kind of the standard voting process or is it one of those things that you guys basically hear the song and know like this has to go out? Yeah, um, I feel like we we agreed that Tempest should definitely be a single. We just felt like it was strong. It could stand on its own. But we also didn't want to release it first when we hadn't done very much um, for so long. Um, we felt like maybe like so that's why we ended up releasing Skeptic first. We're like, let's let's test the waters with this, see how that does. And hopefully people like will start remembering us and like and then, then we'll drop Tempest. So um I, but yeah, no, it was it was kind of just an obvious one, but also a lot of the other demos weren't anywhere near being ready. So it also was just kind of like, yeah, we should probably put this one out because we know it's good. We don't know how the other ones are turning out, you know? <laughs> yeah. When it comes to being kind of an independent band, right? Like you guys are still very much DIY. Um, Charles, like you said, you're kind of doing the management stuff. Talk a little bit about kind of for people that don't understand how much business there is on the backside, you know, management, obviously you've got a PR team and, and things like that, but like, there's still so much on the back end that you guys are doing um, social media and whatnot. It almost becomes its own full-time job, right? Yeah. And that, and that's one thing that it, it has been, uh, I've finally, the last few years have figured out how to delegate to these guys also figure out what they're uh what they're kind of more skilled at than i am or yeah i guess that's that's right more skilled at that i am and and so each of us can kind of focus on less work individually and then it all kind of comes together um and then that's and then just because we we worked with this pr uh agency i guess for over a year now we released another single last year um and it was, it was, yeah, it was really successful. And it was also kind of, it was a lot less stressful around release time whenever I had somebody else reaching out to um, all of these uh, uh, publications for trying to get uh, articles and stuff written up and, and stuff. Um, and then Lauren kind of takes on the social media stuff because uh, she's... Uh, more of the creative and 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 she keeps our instagram looking all <laughs> nice and clean um put some thought into that yeah yeah so uh there's they- a lot too like i i realized that after we released tempest i was like 
I was not prepared for this. Like it kind of snuck up on me. I'm like the, like the day of, and the next day, like going through and changing pictures and updating bios and just like all these little things. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm putting a schedule together for this next, you know, for the album release. So I'll, I'll be more prepared. I won't have everything on my plate that same day. Like, yeah, yeah there, there's a lot for sure. Well, and then like even it, it was also kind of hitting me this weekend. We were out for a little run. We played two shows and uh, I was having people come up to me like wanting to book us for stuff later on. And I'm like, man, it'd be really nice to say, give them our booking agency's card. Like, hey, contact them. They'll get us hooked up. But because like not only am are we playing music on the weekends or whenever we can right now, but we also all have full time jobs. So we got to come back home and like shift gears to work mode to actually pay the bills and then also still remember all of these people that want us to play shows and and try to get it all organized and and taken care of and uh yeah it is a lot of work that goes on goes into all of this so i I think you know the interesting thing is that people often forget that just because a band's on spotify or whatever apple or whoever that the daytime job doesn't necessarily stop, you know, like, (laughs) cool, you know, you have 100,000 monthly listeners that doesn't necessarily pay the bills yet. Nope, not yet. (laughs) Um, Being DIY, uh, one of the major expenses is music videos. Talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about, you know, again, obviously, Tempest, it made sense to do a video with and everything. But kind of planning out that sort of stuff where, you know, budget wise, how many videos can we really do or what makes sense to do these videos? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've got a little bit of a special situation when it comes to videos because I, I do video also and photography. So um, the, the director, the guy that, that, that did our video for Tempest, I work with him. I I travel with him. just for video so we were able to like work out a more of a deal and and he's been a, a director that we wanted to work with for a while um even but before once our, again budget yeah <laughs> once again budget so so we were i was actually able to trade work um and uh everything not a lot of people know but like everything in that video is pretty much diy like it was it was my company's shop that we filmed it in and um, I had my sister helping us on a scaffold with a water hose and it was, uh, it, it was, it, it, it definitely did not translate low budget whenever it was finalized, which was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it goes back to the old adage that teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yeah. Like being able to have those connections, I I've said for a long time, networking in the music industry is so important because you make those connections, like you said. You know, you've got a director now that you can work some stuff out with, and it's not always necessarily strictly financial. It's, you know, we can trade work, you know, we could write a song for something that they're working on, things like that. And it just, there's a whole lot of kind of trade for, for work type situations in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've got the new album coming out in late August. Um, this episode is going to go up in late July. So about a month before the, the album drops. Uh, obviously I don't want you to get in trouble with anything, so don't divulge too much, 
But what can fans and listeners kind of expect out of this new album? <laughs> He's gonna... What are you going to say? Well, I was going to say, uh, I feel like something I kind of think about a little bit, and this is something some people came up to me multiple times uh, this past weekend, was like, you know, oh, we love the new track, you know, oh, that sounds great, you know, stuff like that and so forth. And I feel like something I would like to, like, I guess kind of make known is like, you know, we're still Theity, we're still the same band. We've changed our style just a little bit, as do, you know, tons of bands. Like, one of my favorites that I love to bring up all the time is something like Bring Me the Horizon. If you look at where they started and where they are now and how vastly different they are, but, but how you still get that, like, flavor of where where they were in there. And it's that's kind of what I really feel like you can expect from this next album is like you can expect the like you know that flavor from you know define the relationship and from prelude and stuff like that but you're also going to get a brand new sense of what we're doing and how it's progressed into where it is now yeah. <laughs> well, i'm super glad that i wasn't the first person to bring up bring me the horizon in this interview because that is exactly <laughs> who i bring up Every time somebody says, <laughs> well, we're playing with our sounds and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, bring me the horizon does that, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, because it, it is true though. Like at least in the last decade, I don't think there's been a more versatile band out there as far as changing the sound and still killing it every time. Like mm -hmm. for God's sakes, they worked with baby metal and Amy Lee from Evanescence on the same album. Like <laughs> who the fuck can do that? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh ollie just uh did guest vocals on like an olivia o'brien song or something like that oh, really? like some pop uk girl yeah like okay okay what the <laughs> fuck is happening here <laughs> yeah and you, i feel like there's been quite a few weird like changes in what artists are doing or even kind of mashups you know you had and this was a couple years ago now or maybe like a year and a half ago something like that but uh poppy and fever 333 did a thing together which was oh, was, was like it was kind of one of those things like i wouldn't have done that but there you go and you know we could you could even take this back even you know over a decade ago with one of my favorite albums which is the jay-z and lincoln park mashup album you know it's like sometimes <laughs> taking two things that you wouldn't necessarily think would go together end up being amazing that album is criminally underrated. Like, <laughs> people do not give that album enough love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, leading into obviously, uh, you know, COVID's still a thing. You guys are playing safe and smart shows. Um, ideally, what would the re rest of 2021 kind of look like for you? We want to play more shows for sure. Um, we. We've been working on that, have some stuff booked. Um, and I'd like to have a really good release for this album. I mean, I'd like it. I feel like we have, since we're not so busy doing, you know, doing a lot of touring, um, I'm hoping we have the time to really invest on behind the scenes kind of stuff to push it really well. Um, and probably get a head start on writing even more because I tend to like write. And then, you know, we, we like put out music and then I don't even think about writing, 
<laughs> for quite a while. So I'm going to get a head start on that. Uh, personally, like, again, looking at like the business stuff, I'd like to be like focusing on uh, having a team ready to be built for whenever we're going into 22 um, and hopefully hitting the road harder um, and uh, just going from there. Um, I want to play as many shows as possible, uh, but I know a lot, right now it's a lot of behind the scenes preparation and, and everything like that. So, yeah, uh, I would love, yeah, to get this, you know, we're going to have this album out in late August and from there just getting all the, you know, social media stuff done, getting all the, you know, things like this podcast interview, stuff like that, get everything, like, get it nice, get it finished up. And then as soon as possible, you know, have a reason to tell work. I'll see you guys in a month, you know? <laughs> like, so. Um, so two things I want to touch on from that is one building the team, right? Like we talked about, you've already got kind of the PR team you're pretty comfortable with. Um, I think, you know, the, the team behind the scenes is just as important as, as the band itself, because if they don't see that same vision or whatever, like, you know, there's a lot of empty promises in the music industry. So um, talk a little bit about, obviously you, you've probably done a little bit of research, but like figuring out a touring manager or, you know, even a booking agent and stuff like that. Like, I don't think a lot of, I say kids, but you know, younger uh, listeners and, and artists even, don't really realize that the empty promises are there and you have to really research who you're working with. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and that's kind of why it's, it's taken this long to kind of even consider uh, seriously working with a team because um, everybody like up until now we have had offers of management and booking and it just, we we've always, heard the horror stories and, and, and about labels and how a lot of label deals aren't the greatest anymore. And so we've always been really leery when people are wanting to want us to sign a contract for work. And um, that's honestly why we've probably waited so long on management and, and booking and uh, stuff like that. Cause we, I mean, yeah, they. I want. I want them to be taken care of too. But I mean, first and for uh, first and foremost, we we need to not be taken advantage of. And um, um, I don't know where I was going from there. <laughs> I think I understood. Like basically, you know, obviously they have jobs to do and they have bills to pay but at the yeah. same time it it can't be at your expense exactly and I, and I want them to take us seriously as well like I, I feel like that's that's one of the things I've gotten out of some of the deals that we've been offered is that they, they don't really seem like they were taking us seriously with like what we had in mind and what we wanted to do with our music um so just finding those right people that uh like you said, that have the same same uh, same goal in mind with the music and the band and everything is uh, what we're kind of waiting on and what we're we're trying to look for and and uh, be really diligent about uh, finding the right people. And it might be something that like being DIY minded for so long is like 
might might be really hard to number one like let go of some of that control but also like be willing to fork over the money <laughs> for those services like because it's like if we can do certain things then it's like how much is it really worth to pay someone else and i think getting over a lot of that just mental mental roadblocks um is is gonna be key for us you know like it's because it's easy to look at you know like he was saying some some offers or, or looking into certain agencies or whatever and be like well is that is their value really there like i don't we don't know and we're so yeah it's gonna make make the step at some point though because we can't yeah. <laughs> can't do keep going the way we've been going forever <laughs> if we want to grow so and i think it even goes back to you know like joining with a pr team like yeah it's something you can do but you don't necessarily have all the same contacts that yeah. the PR agency will have. Yeah. Um, same and thing, really obviously, with help. booking and whatnot. It, yeah. it really did help when we released the in-between. Um, yeah, like Noisegate did awesome with contacting lots of lots of other avenues that we just didn't have those contacts, and it really it really showed in the numbers. It was it was pretty successful for where where we were. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Charles, with you doing a lot of the booking now, uh, or currently, I should say, uh, how important are like to you are like the Spotify analytics and stuff like that to see kind of where you guys are trending well and things like that? Um, I do pay attention to them, but like we're still growing on Spotify. So it it is honestly kind of lacking as far as like compared to um, our tour history and and. Yeah. Um, where we know we can draw um, it's kind of it's it's kind of weird like we there's certain cities we draw really well for shows but we have hardly any Spotify listeners there which is it just doesn't really make sense in some cases um, but I have seen other bands that that we've toured with that's that's what they go off of is their 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 analytics and seeing which cities their uh, their listeners are in and the also having successful shows in those cities yeah. as well. So I'm probably at, will be paying more attention to those when it comes to booking this next year. Um, especially since our number with, with the, the PR and everything, our numbers have been steadily climbing. So I think they'll be more accurate and more useful um, in the near future uh, booking shows and stuff. Yeah, and I think, you know, the reason I bring that up is with the COVID year stopping everything, I think that's the only information anybody really has to go on is where where is our music being played? Like we need to go to those places first. Yeah. 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 Thing is though, we have a bunch of like European cities and like South American <laughs> cities that are in our, in our like top 50 is like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. We got to figure that out somehow. To me, because even on this podcast, so the U.S. is number one for my analytics. Number two, for some reason, is fucking Romania, and I have no idea why. All right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. So, yeah, it like makes no sense. I've interviewed nobody from Romania. I have no connection over there. And yeah. then after that, it's like that's great. Three, four, and five is like Canada, U.K., and Australia. So yeah. kind of makes sense, but. Yeah. Romania, Romania, number two, Apparently, just killing it. Yeah. And, and, you know, podcast entertainment. So. 
Well, I mean, I know Russia, I mean, is, is one of our like higher ups. And even when we were first starting out, like our first album, which you can't find it anywhere anymore. Um, it was leaked and pirated on Russian websites, like a month before we released it. We're like, like, we're the only ones that have the Dropbox link to the finals. Like, how how is this out there now? And why do they want it? And why do they, <laughs> they want it? Know what they did. They've never heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that made the whole, like, conspiracy of uh, the tracking chips that are in the vaccine. Like, why would they want to track you? Exactly. <laughs> why are people interested in, like, all the times I go into a gas station and, like, go into work? Like, oh, Chad's in the restroom again. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, that, that one blows my mind. Um, so let's say perfect world to end 2020, uh, or sorry, to end 2021, um, and maybe even leading into 2022. If you guys got to decide a four-band bill with mm. you guys on it, who are you taking on this tour? Well, so we actually... We actually were just talking about this the other day because we had a long <laughs> trip and so we were just yakking. And something I feel like a lot of people answer, you know, it's like, oh, they want this huge band and this huge band and this and stuff. And a point that I made that uh, I'm, I'm going to stand behind is I would really love to just have like a really good tour booked out a couple of weeks, but make it with like my friends who are in other bands. So like, you know, we just played with them we're going to play again this weekend with our friends and fight the fade i'd love to do that i'd love to like so like we could do like them uh i have another band with some buddies called the redlands i'd love to do like put them in there and even though they Chad would definitely play drums all night every night <laughs> i mean i do but like uh even though this one the Redlands doesn't really fit in with any with us or any of the other bands as far as the music style, but we're throwing them in there anyway. But uh, and then I would really love to do a tour with my friends in a band called Relent, and I'd love to have that stacked. And it's like we're having good shows, but almost on an equally important level to me, I'm having a really good time with a lot of my friends. Yeah, I can't argue with that lineup. Like yeah. that would be pretty great. Yeah. Um. Dude, I really like Rivals, though, and I think that would be so cool, you know, like, to be on the road touring with them. Um, but I don't know who else I would put in there. Like, we were talking, we like Chad said, we were talking about this, and it's like, um, yeah, I just, like, I, I kind of draw blanks, honestly. <laughs> I, I never know how to answer this question. And right now, yeah, the Rivals is, is a pretty good one for me as well. Um, I've been listening to Spirit Box a lot more too, and that would be that'd be kind of mm -hmm. cool to be uh, to be out with them. Um, shoot, I'm not saying I'm going to list too many now. Uh, <laughs> uh, Memphis Mayfire, if they stick with the heavy sound that they just came out with, um, that that would be yeah, cool. I'm their sound right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then Wage War and Beartooth. So that's too many, but yeah, <laughs> that's still solid though. Um, Can we make this I mean, a festival? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, Chad's right though. I normally get like, bring me the horizon and all these like top, top tier bands. And it's like, don't get me wrong. It'd be a cool show. 
And I know I said in a perfect world, but like, <laughs> is this ever really going to yeah. happen? Who knows? So, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'd like a tour where we come home with a little bit of money and there's people at every show. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe we don't break down on the road. <laughs> That's that's real, man. That is, that is a real one. Every every time, doesn't matter. It could be a brand new bus. We're gonna break after down. the second show. New transmission. All right. <laughs> Whole thing just fell out. Need a new one. It sounds like that's a common occurrence. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a jab on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we do it all the time, so. Yeah, awesome. Um, that's basically everything I've got for you guys. Let's do this. For people that are listening to you or listening to this podcast and checking you out, who are two bands that you each think they should also check out, whether it's your friends' bands and stuff like that? Uh, well, I just mentioned the other one, so now I'm going to say – I have to say different ones now, so then I've <laughs> made multiple. Um, I'm going to say – that you have to listen to and now now i'm i'm pulling a lauren dude i, I thought i had him but now i don't uh, but i'll say that lauren should go before me oh my gosh see and this is what i have to do i have to go back to my playlist to to, oh, and be man. like to remember like who i'm listening to and stuff like that um so yeah some friends um we actually don't I don't think we've met them before, um, but I've been listening to Ravener a little bit, and mm. I, I really like I really like some of their recent stuff. So just check them out. Um, and then also some friends. Um, actually, as of like recording this this podcast, um, they just put out a single today called Dry Free Society. They're out of Texas, um, and it's a killer killer single. So yeah. Yes, uh, I mean, I've got to say, fight the fade. Um, we've known those guys for ten years or so now. Yeah, and uh, they just signed to Fixed Records, um, so they, they've got some big stuff going right now. And um, Tyler Simpson, the guitarist, is 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 our producer, so he's he's really involved with our music also. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say them, and then uh, I got to say, Relent um they they're uh they're out of san antonio texas um uh and uh they're they're sound they, they sound a lot like pod only okay. like i don't know it's newer so um but it's sounding really good right now so they're they've just i know they were just filming a couple music videos this last weekend and we got to play with them at a, at a festival on friday so um those are my two uh and these are both i guess a little bit of bigger bands but bands i enjoy listening to unity tx they're out of dallas they're uh, i've seen them multiple times at festivals and they're always extremely entertaining uh and uh i've only gotten to see them once but i'd love to see them again 68 okay. uh two-piece band uh that are they're entertaining they kind of they're I feel like they're almost kind of jammy. Like, like if you didn't know their music, you'd think, "Oh man, this is just kind of just sounds like it's off the top of their head," you know? Like, and it's like it's definitely like, especially in like a festival setting, super entertaining to just like 
you know, if you've been at some metal or rock festival all day and you've been just having your ears blown off, it's something like, okay, cool, we can chill out a little bit, sort of, for a second. But um, so for the last, you know, couple minutes, however long it takes you, um, we're obviously going to link all your social medias and stuff, but tell people where they can find you and kind of what to expect from you guys when it comes to social media. Um, yeah, so it's Theity Band pretty much everywhere. So like Facebook, um, Instagram, uh, YouTube, I think. Yeah, even mm -hmm. Theity Band. Um, yeah, we're, uh, I feel like we do probably most of our interaction on Instagram and Facebook. We do have a Twitter, but it's been dead for ages. Well, so um, <laughs> that's a funny story, actually. <laughs> no. uh, so we're, we're not really on Twitter. Um, I mean, we are, we did work on some like behind the scenes type footage of Tempest. Um, the filming the music video, so we're working yeah, on getting time, that out. By the time this podcast is out, it'll probably be. Out. Yeah, we'll we'll do like a little documentary type uh, video with that. Um, maybe some studio session type videos. Um, yeah, we're, we're gonna try on. to be doing more videos. So YouTube, yeah. you like to watch videos? Yeah. Maybe some drum playthroughs or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that, yeah, that's everything I've got for you guys. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to more new music, uh, and shows to, to start happening. I'm just up in Indiana, so it's not a terrible drive for you guys. Yeah. Uh, if you well, get up we this actually, way. We played in, uh, Kokomo Green on Friday, Town. Greentown on Friday. Greentown on Friday. I'm from Greentown. This is the smallest no fucking world right now. <laughs> <laughs> we played the, 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 it's a, it's a the festival called Kingdom Come Festival. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's a two-day two-day festival, but it's yeah, it just yeah. happened. <laughs> we are we are going to be back up in that area though in, in the end, end of September. Yeah. So okay. we'll have to let you know. Give you cool, I'll definitely get out there. I do photography as well, so I can come shoot the show and all that, yeah. and maybe we can do another uh, you know catch-up podcast in, in person <laughs> and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Sure. Super sick. What are the fucking odds? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's everything, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, when you get up here in September, we'll definitely meet up and, and hang out a little bit. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Sounds good. Us. Thanks for having us. Thanks, man. And that was my conversation with the band Theody. Definitely enjoyed that conversation. Hope you guys did too. Um, you know, awesome rock outfit that you guys definitely need to check out, but how fucking small of a world is it? You know, uh, just days before this interview took place, they were actually in Greentown, Indiana, which is where I grew up and graduated high school from. And for some of you, you're thinking, you know, big deal, like who cares, whatever shows come to different towns all the time and you're right but to put it in perspective for you greentown indiana has according to a 2019 census about 2200 people that live in town so to say that it's pretty cool it it's pretty cool. Like I've been to venues, a lot of venues 
that have a higher capacity than my town's population. So, you know, it's just one of those super small world um, cool things. And if you listen to the whole interview, you heard that they're going to be coming back to Indiana in late September. So I'll definitely be blasting about that as it gets closer. We're going to try to make that show, if at all possible. Um, I'm going to pull some strings if I have to. But, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Definitely want you guys checking out the band. This new music is sounding awesome. They've really got a handle on what they're trying to do and kind of where they're going directionally and and sonically. So um, big shout out to the whole band for being able to be on the call and uh, do the interview with us. And really want to uh, encourage you guys to expand your, your listening range. If rock isn't something that you normally listen to, I know I've got a lot of listeners that are in more of the traditional pop punk or metal areas. And that's all well and good, but, you know, just keep an open mind, listen to as many genres as you can. You're going to find stuff pretty much everywhere that you enjoy. And uh, I think Theody is going to be one of those bands that regardless of what musical style you normally listen to or have as a preference, uh, they're going to fit into your playlist somewhere. So give them a listen. Go like, follow, subscribe to them as well. Um, you know, we've got all the socials linked in our description of the podcast. Um, and yeah, just keep listening to, to solid music. So that's everything I've got for you guys this week. And we are going to do what we always do and take you out with a song. So this week, our song that we're going to take you out with is going to be off of the new album by Theody, and that song is going to be Tempest. Remember, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you oh, the make the scene. Is rising high. I see the signs, but I'm powerless. Feel the rush overcoming me. Lumi